0: Well, bless God. Let's uh, believe for light. Let's believe for illumination from the scriptures. Let's believe for truth that's going to change our lives, that we can live by, because that's what God wants for us. That's what God has for us this morning. And he's here in his word. He's here in his spirit. He's here within us to strengthen us and give us light. So you're going to agree with me for that? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, we've been doing a series on uh, how we can know the will of God. And we've been uh, really just exhorting a a little bit uh, on Sundays, and then we go into some more teaching on our teaching service on Wednesday nights. And today we're going to be talking about having spiritual wisdom and understanding. And I really couldn't think of a catchy name for that so we're just going to call it having spiritual wisdom and understanding is that all right okay so we uh a lot of having uh the knowledge of god and knowing the will of god is having what the bible calls spiritual wisdom and understanding spiritual wisdom and understanding is different to natural wisdom and understanding we'll talk a little bit about that but i do want to cover this morning uh, spiritual wisdom, wisdom we'll just call it wisdom, where to have it, where to ask for it, what it looks like it, and the effect that it has on us, spiritual wisdom and understanding. I love this passage, The Road to Emmaus. It's, a, it's an interesting passage. I find it interesting. I think one of them's named. I think is it, he's named Claudius or something. I forget his name. The other one's not named. In my mind, I wonder whether the other one was Lazarus, uh, it's interesting that they didn't name one of them. The, it, all, just, you know, BTW, FYI. Uh, none of the, uh, the only gospel which mentions Lazarus is John. And a lot of uh, Bible scholars believe that's because Lazarus may still have been alive at the time when the other gospels were written. But nevertheless, we ha- and, and he was being sought out by the Jews to kill, the Bible says, because he had this amazing testimony that he was dead and he came back from the life. But we have this uh, story of these um, of these two disciples of Jesus who were with Jesus for a prolonged period of time afterwards and uh, were there after the resurrection, heard the details of the rex- resurrection, heard the testimony of the resurrection from eyewitnesses but the story still had not sunk in and so uh, that is interesting because when the Bible talks about spiritual wisdom and understanding it can only come to us through the revelation and illumination of the Holy Spirit and this story tells us that you can know the facts of the gospel You can have been there when it happened. You can have spoken to people who saw it happen, and yet you have not within you had the light and the wisdom and the illumination that only comes through the Holy Spirit, that only comes when your inner person is quickened by the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible talks about, in Romans 12, 1 to, 1 to 2, it says uh, to sanctify yourself, talks about and offer yourself as a living sacrifice, living sacrifice. It says then to have your mind renewed or regenerated so that you can discern or judge what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable and perfect or mature. And the same word it uses there for renewed, is the is the uh, not uh, um the, if renewed is the word which which was used for these disciples that their eyes all of a sudden were opened. And so spiritual wisdom and understanding is similar to natural wisdom and understanding in some ways, but it's different in other ways. There are a lot of things about the world's wisdom and understanding. In fact, uh, in Corinthians it says, we ha- we've been given a wisdom which is foolishness to the world. So whereas the world might say, stand up for yourself, God's wisdom says to defer to others and love others. Whereas the, wor- the, the world's wisdom may, ta- may talk to you to, to fight and to strive, God's wisdom says to humble yourself and let him promote you. And there's a lot of things about the wisdom of God, but even the revelation of, of his knowledge and his wisdom, which will sink into our hearts when we allow him to. It's interesting that Jesus said to these, these guys, he says, he called them foolish. He called them of, of a slow heart. And so they have written for eternity in the scriptures. Oh, yes, I was the foolish one. I was the one with the slow heart. I mean, how would you feel, honestly, to sort of meet Jesus after the resurrection and not recognize him? <laughs> you know, uh, how would you feel at, at, you telling that story afterwards? And yet it's, it's interesting because the scripture says their eyes were opened. I would like to have eyes that are opened to light, to spiritual truth. Now, the Bible word for wisdom, the New Testament word for wisdom, is a little bit different to what we use. We we tend to think uh, uh, knowing what to do in a difficult situation as being wisdom. The Bible word for wisdom is simply and clearly understanding truth. In fact, when Jesus was telling the parables and explaining them simply, they marveled at his wisdom. Not that it was really deep knowledge and not that it was mysterious, but he had such a fundamental, simple understanding. It was such a reality in his life that he could explain it so simply. And so that is good news for us that perhaps aren't as as, uh, smart as others. And and, uh, or not perhaps as quick to pick things up as others, because spiritual truths and spiritual wisdom are revealed to us. So godly wisdom is very different to natural wisdom. It's more about light, having light, being able to see, and having understanding. I'm not sure if you've got any regrets. People go through life, and so you hear them, You know, I've got no regrets, and I look at them and think, well, I can give you some of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, how can you say you've got no regrets? You're lying, you know. I mean, I know you learned from everything, and that's good, but wouldn't you like to know 20 years ago what you know now? Wouldn't you like to know? Do you know there is someone who knows the next 20 years? There is someone who wants to give us light. The scriptures say the path of the righteous is like the rising dawn. The dawn coming. Just ignore my grandson. I know he's cute. The path of the righteous is like the growing dawn. We get a little bit of light and it gets lighter and it gets lighter. So spiritual wisdom is about light. It's about seeing and understanding and having the eyes of your heart opened. And so it comes and it, it floods your mind. And so you get God's perspective, God's wisdom and God's understanding. Who knows that God knows more than us? I know. Now, God, He sees more than us. And these disciples, they said, didn't it burn in our hearts? Didn't it burn? Well, that's part of the issue is that we, we, our spirits are born again. We are new creations in Christ. We are made righteous. But some of that needs to get up into our thick skull. Some of that, that, that illumination that's down there needs to regenerate and rejuvenate our minds so we can walk and think and act each day in light. And it's worth having that light. The Bible says, in him, in Jesus was light. And that light equals life. In Jesus was light. And God wants to reveal to us and give us illumination about who we are, what we are, our situation, so we can walk in light. I was telling the story, I told them um on Wednesday night, uh, soon after we were first married, one of the, one of the um, not that we'd been married a second time, but <laughs> soon after we were married, we, we moved into, a, it was a furnished apartment in Mawson in Canberra, it was a lovely apartment, and one of, the, you know, you learn things about your partner, don't you? You learn things about your, your spouse, and who's still learning, I won't ask for a show of hands, <laughs> you know that song? If you don't know me by now, <laughs> you'll, ne- yeah, you learn things. And one of the things that I learned and I had to learn the hard way, I must admit, is that Linda likes moving furniture. And, and I was telling her on Wednesday night and, and, and how I learned that the hard way is that at this stage I was on shifts and, and like a dutiful husband, I'd come home late at night, it's like 11.30, and I'd, I'd, I would deliberately not turn the light on. I'd leave the light off so that I could sneak into the house and and sneak into the room without waking her up. What I didn't (laughs) realise is that she loves moving furniture. And so, this one particular night, I can remember running into about three things. <laughs> I'll blow it, I'm just going to turn the light on. <laughs> one of them was a coffee table, you know, it was like a comic show. You know, I just was, I mean, sad that no one was there to watch it. But, you know, hit my shin on the coffee table, and the ta- big table got moved, and everything got moved. In a lot of ways, we go through life spiritually like that, don't we? sort of stumbling through, wondering why this happens, you know, uh, or why, what happens. How would you like to have light? We can have light. We can have wisdom. And we are to have it. In Ephesians, um, we're commanded to have it. In Ephesians 5, verse 13, verse 15 to 17, do we have that up there? We're about to. Ephesians 5:15 to 7. It says, therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise people. So this, we are not to walk as unwise people. So this is about wisdom. All right. Not as unwise people, but make the most of your time. Some translations say redeem the time. And that is the correct word for it. Buy back the time because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. Foolishness is not understanding what the will of God is for our lives. Foolishness is not having light, not joining the dots. The word understanding there, you know, a, a, a contemporary understanding might be to join the dots. And those, those, those apostles, those disciples who were walking with Jesus, even when he sat down and explained the scripture to them, they still hadn't joined the dots. But here it tells us, if we are to join the dots and we have spiritual wisdom, we have the wisdom that comes from God, it's going to impact what we do with our lives. So we're going to walk differently to how the world walks. That means what we do, what we say, if we have light, if we have wisdom, what we do, what we say, what we think on is going to be different to what the world does, and we're going to value our time differently. We're going to value our time preciously. Wisdom will give us light that we could never have. And wisdom will cause us to do things differently. And wisdom will cause us to value our time, to esteem our days, to esteem our weeks, our months, our years differently than if we're foolish. I don't know about you, I don't know if you've ever made any foolish decisions I haven't, <laughs> we were we were reminiscing, <coughs> we, were reminiscing uh, we talk about it a few times, actually Linda reminds me a few times to tell you the truth. We, uh, one time we were on holiday after we first married and we were down near Maruya, just south of Bateman's Bay and uh, we were wondering about, uh, I think we, I don't know, we might have had like $10,000, $12,000 in the bank or something, I don't know, for some reason we had access to some money. At that age, you know, it's in the bank, you've got to spend it, right? It doesn't belong in the bank. <laughs> but nevertheless, we came across some land uh, on the hill of Maruya, and you could actually just through the trees, you could see the water, and it's a beautiful out- outlook. It was probably about 800 meters from the beach. And I think I, I was thinking it was 14,000, you were thinking it was 18,000. This is for a block of beach land, guys, you know, when we were first married. And we weren't first married that long ago, all right? And, uh, you know, we were tossing out what to do with this, and Linda said, I really think we should buy this. Now, years later, I did get a prophetic word to listen to your wife. But I didn't have that word then. <laughs> <laughs> and so, because I didn't have that word, I didn't have the opportunity to act on it. But Linda said, I think we could buy We could have actually bought two. You know, when you think you've got enough to buy one, you use a deposit and buy two blocks of land. We have views to the beach on a hill overlooking the case to Maria, but, you know, instead of that, I thought I'd buy a lolly business. <laughs> that was the groan of someone who's made bad business decisions before. <laughs> I thought I'd buy a, a lolly business because, you know, lolly business, two blocks of land overlooking it. <laughs> you think, I, if I could see just a few years in advance. Last night, yesterday, in a fit of self-condemnation. I went on the internet and looked at the blocks of land <laughs> at Maruya overlooking the beach. All right? Ah, listen. The ones that started at half a million, way away. But and you know, soon after that, they announced an airport. They're going to build an airport in Maruya. You know, oh, we're going to build a hospital in Maruya. And I was thinking, ah, this town's, you know, this town's of all of 15 minutes from Bateman's Bay. It's out in the sticks, you know. Ten years later, there was a hospital. There was an airport. If only I had listened to my wife, to the Holy Spirit, to the leading, all right, wisdom. Wouldn't you love to be able to look back? Keith Moore, who was one of our lecturers in Bible College, and he tells the story, he started a church uh, 20 years ago in uh, Branson, Missouri and then 10 years ago he started one down in Florida and he had all this vice advice to buy in a certain area and uh, it just, it, everything made sense and uh, people who work for him, they get frustrated because he won't rush in and he said, no, I'm not going to make a hasty decision. You know, once in a lifetime opportunities come every second week. And so, is, thank you, do you know once-in-a-lifetime opportunities happen every second week? Why? And I did expect more wise people to answer, more affirming to that, but nevertheless, so he, and he said, I oh, no, just, no, 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 let's pray about it. And he felt the Lord point them to about 15 miles away where, where there was some other land, and and uh and so even though this looked like a fantastic opportunity they bought 15 miles away then over the next couple of years uh, that which they didn't know about there was a lot of development strife where they were going to buy shopping centers closed down change of council change of rules i think he said they wouldn't even be allowed to hold church there now they didn't know anything of that and then but a couple of years after they bought this land 15 miles away that uh, the zoning changed. They built a, a large supermarket just near it. They, allowed, they were given opportunity to buy 50 acres of land Who know behind it. Who knows that the Holy Spirit knows what is going to happen? Yeah. And things that we don't know, He can give us light to. And the godly word for wisdom is light. He will make you look smart and a lot of the times it will go against worldly wisdom uh, in, in some ways and you need to be sure of the leading of God when it does go against you know good counsel the Proverbs is full of good counsel alright but a lot of the time um, his wisdom uh, will look different to it what does wisdom look like in James chapter 3 godly wisdom uh, looks like, well, uh, no, first of all, it says, wait, James 1, to f- 1 1, verse 5 and 6. Good on you, Addy. Everyone appreciates Addy. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, ask God for it. Well, it's good to know that God wants us to have wisdom. Yes. He, it, He's telling us here to ask Him for it. He will give us wisdom generously without reproach. Do you know what that means? That means that, yeah, you've made lots of dumb mistakes, but he's not going to withhold wisdom from you just because you've made dumb mistakes. In fact, that probably motivates him to give us more wisdom. (laughs) He's not going to check to see if we've worked for it, if we earned it, if we deserve it, just the very fact that we know that we don't have it and he has it. And it says, ask in faith without doubting. So when we ask, believe that you're going to get wisdom. And stop and wait and listen. Stop, wait, you know, they say, stop, wait, look. Stop, wait, listen. He gives generously to all without reproach. So we're to ask for it, all right? What what does it look like, James 5? James 3, I think, James 3 verse 13 to 18. This tells us what worldly wisdom looks like when it's manifest and what godly wisdom looks like it's manifest. It says, who among you is wisely him show by his good behavior and deeds and gentleness of wisdom. But if you have, uh, have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant so lie against the truth. Next verse, there is a wisdom that comes down from above That sorry, there was wisdom that does not come down from above. So, when it says there's wisdom, that means it makes sense. That means people around you who don't have God or hearts are not renewed to God, minds not renewed to God, they'll be be giving you this advice and it will make sense to do it this way and to act that way and maybe manipulate and maneuver a a little way or or maybe do things that aren't entirely honest or you know, there's a worldly wisdom. It says that it is demonic. The word for wisdom in the Bible Uh, It's the same word they use for will so God has a will his will is wisdom we have a will that is our wisdom and Satan has a will that's his wisdom how he would want you to do it and God will let you choose your wisdom he let the children of Israel choose a king. He said, don't take a king. I've told you not to take a king, but we want to have a king. All the other nations have kings. Look at their kings. They've got thrones and they've got horses. Look how good they are. They look tough. We want a king. Don't have a king. And he even tried to give them all these reasons as to why not you will have to pay taxes. We, we'll pay taxes. You'd think you'd learn. Who on their right mind would volunteer to more taxes? The children of Israel. You'd have to pay. God will let you choose your will. He will let you n- rush into things. He'll let you make hasty decisions. He'll let you not wait on him. But if you ask him, and if you wait on him, he will give you light. And it won't look like this. It won't be jealousy. You won't be do something. It won't be fear of missing out. You know what they call it FOMO fear of missing out the worst business decisions are made fear of missing out you know one of uh one of the stock market gurus i've read after a little bit he said the stock market is the perfect system for taking money away from the impatient and giving it to the patient and so we have this fear of missing out or we just want to do something to make us look good all right and then it says and from that comes disorder and every evil thing but the wisdom that comes from above you'll know it's pure it's gentle it lifts people it blesses people it doesn't react God will give you this wisdom till you know a situation that's true that is gentle that walks in love and you'll have to humble yourself a lot of God's wisdom is humbling yourself, you know, submitting to earthly authorities, submitting to pastors, submitting to, you know, and that doesn't mean what it used to mean 30 years ago, but honoring each other, and and it's wisdom. It comes from above. It's pure. It's peaceful. It's gentle, and it's reasonable. That's what it's looked like. That when you're getting it inside, that's how you recognize it. Is it pure, right? Now, is it peaceful? Is it gentle? Is it reasonable? All right. That's what it looks like when we get it. And it has an effect on us. Um, There are some foundations for wisdom. And maybe we'll go into them more. The Bible talks about foundations for godly wisdom. We might talk about it more on Wednesday. But two of the ones that it mentions. First one is an interesting one that I want to talk about. Psalm 90 verse 12. It says that, I don't know if you've got that. No, that's all right. I was Psalm ninety-first, twelve. It says, "Teach me to number my days, so that my heart can have wisdom." Interesting. We often live life like it's never going to come to an end, or we're not aware of the process of time in our life and how God wants to move in our life at particular times, but in particular. We need to be aware that our time on earth is finite and what we do matters. And one of the foundations for wisdom is to be aware that our days are numbered. Now, uh, God wills for all of us to have a, a long life. That's what the scriptures say. Uh, um, but but whatever our lifespan is, and there's a lot of people, two every second, dying, some of them a lot younger than what they thought they were, with. it comes around very quick. Our life matters. It's important. And it doesn't matter how, you know, when you're, when you're older, it's, it, the irony is, when you're older, you appreciate time better, even though you have less of it, (laughs) you know, and you know, you think of, I think of something that's five years away, you know that's going to come just like that, and ten years away, but you know, in your early twenties, five years forever, and when you're nine, this afternoon's forever. And so the more mature, the wiser you got, the more you value the time and the more you realize that your time is valuable. It is a gift of God. That's why it says in Ephesians, it says, be wise, redeem the time. That means God is interested in us doing valuable things in our time. Our life matters. It matters to those around us. It matters for eternity. We sow into eternity with what we do, read, think, believe, act today. We sow into eternity with that. Teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. When we are aware that we are here for a finite time and that God has a plan and purpose for our lives, then we'll present our, a wise heart. We'll present a heart in which wisdom can grow in. Because we know what we do, say, think, believe, act is important. Yeah. And the next thing we're very familiar with, it's mentioned many times in Proverbs. It says, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. If you want to write down a verse, Proverbs 9, 1, but from memory it says in Proverbs 1, I think it says it again in Proverbs 4, it says a few times, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, th- that uh, fear is a an awesome word. <laughs> it means awesome. It means to realize that God is bigger, smarter, more cleverer, that God is impressive. It means to be impressed by God. And that is the very beginning of spiritual wisdom, is to acknowledge that He is God and I'm not. And that may sound funny, but who knows that a lot of our life, we live a life that says, just for today, Lord, I'm going to be God. Just for today, it's going to be not, not thy will be done, but my will be done. Because C.S. Lewis, that famous quote, people go, who go through their life saying, not thy will, but my will, will get to heaven, and God will say, okay, not my will, but thy will. But the beginning of wisdom... The launching pad of wisdom, the first place to start with wisdom is to realize that God is God. He created the universe. I can remember the night where I, I mean I did give my life to the Lord as a young child in the Salvation Army, but then again when I was just about turning 12 and it was a Thursday evening on the 17th of January. and. and I looked up and the stars and the stars were just uh, brilliant. It was out in Cobbety at that stage. That was out past Camden, out past Sydney. It's probably smothered in houses now, but there was no houses then. And you could look up and you could just see this brilliant starry night. And I was hearing about how God loved me, how he cared for me. And what struck me is that the God that set that in place wants me the fear of God, the awesomeness of God, is the beginning of wisdom. So when we pray for guidance and leading on something about financial decisions or family, we need to realize God knows and we probably don't. (laughs) And, And if we think we do, we still best to check up with him, don't you think? God knows and we don't. The fear of God, the awesomeness of God, is the beginning of wisdom. And to realize, too, that we owe him our loyalty. And all our sins, our debts have been paid for, but we are now been given a life that is redeemed, that's blood-bought, that's forgiven, that's got purpose. What are we going to do with that? The first two steps is to realize that our days matter. The second step is to realize that God is bigger and stronger and smarter he lives in the future he sees it so it would be smart to ask him wouldn't you think and the effect then that, that has on our life the effect that uh, in Colossians 1 verse 9 to 12 It gives, uh, and this is a good prayer to pray, so you can probably write down that scripture, Colossians Colossians 9. I think I should have an altar call for birds, like Saint Francis of Assisi. Won't you come? I see that wing, yeah. And uh, just lift your wing. Uh, and this is a prayer this is a prayer that we can all have this is a God prayer this is a prayer that is written in the scriptures inspired by the Holy Spirit so it would do us well to make this prayer our own and so we can pray it over and over again and claim it and believe that we receive it. Make it our own. And this is what it says. For this reason, because the the Colossians were doing real well, and he was glad of how they were going in their faith. He says, for this reason, since the day I heard of you, we, I have not ceased to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That is a prayer we can pray for ourselves that we be filled with the knowledge of His will of His will in all spiritual understanding wisdom and understanding that we would have light of His will for my life. I would like light for His will for my life. Would you like light for his will for your life. You know, if you don't, then you can want to will. You know, We can will to know his will. It can actually be a decision. It says here, we pray that we'd be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual understanding. Say this with me. I pray, I pray. that I will be filled with the knowledge of his will In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I pray that I would be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. When we get on our knees in the morning, we open our Bible, say, Lord, I pray that I'm going to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That means I'm going to know what you have for me today and I'm going to have light. You know, when you have light, you give it value. You know, I like looking. I love opals. Who loves opals? I love looking at them, making opals. And when light gets shed on that opals, you understand the value of it. I remember walking to an opal store years ago in Melbourne, and there was this beautiful black opal. And, and I said, uh, you know, why is that worth eight thousand dollars? He said, why did you ask? He said, because I said because it's beautiful. And so when we realize how beautiful we are and the value we are and the value of knowing God's will and where that will take us, Where that will take us, where we can be in a a day, a week, a year, a decade, if we get this illumination of the knowledge of his will and all spiritual and understanding. We can say that. We can claim that. We know it's his will. I pray. I believe I receive. Because it says, ask in faith. I believe I receive. James 1 said, ask in faith. I believe I receive that I have the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So that it will do this. Next verse. One, we'll be able to walk in a way that God has for us. We'll be able to walk in a manner worthy. Now we don't deserve it, but we'll start to look like children of the King. We're we'll to walk in a manner worthy of Him. And be able to please him in every spirit. Bearing fruit in every good work. That sounds religious, but what it means is what God's called you to do and the dreams of your life, they will come to fruition. They will come to pass. You'll bear fruit in every good thing that God has for you. In your family, in your workplace, in your relationships, in your health. You'll bear fruit in every good thing. increase in the knowledge of God. It changes everything. It changes everything when we have wisdom from God, when we have light. We, you know, you hesitate to do things when you don't understand their value, don't you? And, and, and you know, worldly wisdom, wisdom. you, you think wisdom is complicated between oh, no, Should I do this? Should I do that? This has all sorts of things. But when this has all sorts of benefits, and that is a kind of worldly wisdom, and I understand that. But in a godly sense, it becomes very clear. <laughs> the right thing is the right thing. God's will for me is God's will for me. It will produce all those things as I walk, walk in it. I kind of have to laugh. It, it just becomes very clear. And, and that's the clarity that comes when, when it's light, like it's right. If I had turned that light on in that little unit in Mawson before I attempted to walk through that late evening, I would not have the dent in my shin I have today. I would have had light to walk by. I'd have light I would love that light. Would you want that light? The Bible says in him is light and that light is the life of men. Ask for it, he wants to give it. And we look we look at those two on the road to Emmaus, you know. And they're sitting down and Jesus he Bible says he explained scriptures to them. They had been 3 years Bible college with Jesus. They were just doing their post-grad certificate with him and yet they still didn't have light. And the Bible says it opened their eyes. He opened their eyes to see who he was and it changed their direction. It changed what they were doing. They were, they were walking, their shoulders were down. To what's happened? They are confused, but God has not given us a spirit of confusion. He's given us a spirit of wisdom. We can have the mind of Christ for our life if we ask for it. And they turned around, and they went back, and they went to the disciples, and they had their own story of a life that was changed. I love reading, I take communion most days. I love reading from 1 Corinthians 15, where where Paul says, I'm recounting to you what what was told to me, that Christ died for our sins. He was according to the scriptures. He was buried according to the scriptures. He rose from the dead according to the scriptures. And then he talks about when that light came to him and it changed me. And he said, I am the least of the apostles. I'm the least of them. I love that verse, because there's many things that I would do differently in my life. But he said, by grace, I am what I am. And from now on, he says, I strive more than any of the apostles, but not me, by the grace of God in me. And having that light and that wisdom will direct you. God wants to direct us. So every head bowed, every eye closed, we're going to pray and agree for light and wisdom Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is with us now. We thank you that he's meeting us. Uh, he's meeting us where we are. And he's shedding light and wisdom in our heart. And I pray, I agree with my brothers and sisters here for a spirit of wisdom and understanding and the knowledge of your will, that we'd have light as to uh, how you value us that we'd have light as to our number of days that we would have light as to your will and understanding of your plans and purpose for us that we can walk in a manner worthy of you bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of you and i thank you lord just just a bit of light today this week that we'd have light and understanding of your plans and purposes for us light for our situation our financial situation our relationships and thank you that we have the grace like paul said but not i but the grace that is in me to walk in that light and if you agree with me for that in jesus name say amen